Welcome to Fam Room Discussions, where I open up my fam room to talk about the week's lessons from Come Follow Me. I'm not a church historian or a scripture scholar. I'm just an average Latter-day Saint seeking to grow my faith in Christ and deepen my testimony of the gospel and the scriptures. Discussing Come Follow Me with others helps me in my conversion. I hope you'll join in the gospel dialogue by sharing your insights. Without further ado, let's start this family room discussion. Sisters and brothers, family and friends, this is episode 12 following along with I Will Give You Rest, Matthew chapters 11 to 12 and Luke chapter 11. I want to apologize for last week's sound quality on the episode. I don't know what happened. I went back. I tried to fix what I could. Hopefully it didn't, hopefully you didn't notice, but to me, I noticed pretty bad and I was like, what in the world happened during my recording? So I apologize. I, I hope I fixed it this time. Um, I've done I've done several tests and everything seems to sound right. So if not, I really apologize. But yeah, hopefully we don't have any more problems from here on out. So for this lesson, let's get into the introduction. In many ways, the Pharisees and scribes had made worshiping Jehovah burdensome. They often emphasized strict rules over eternal truths. Rules about the Sabbath day, which was meant to be a day of rest, were themselves a heavy burden. And then Jehovah himself came among his people. He taught them that the true purpose of religion is not to create burdens, but to relieve them. He taught that God gives us commandments, including the one to honor the Sabbath day, not to oppress us, but to bless us. Yes, the way to God is straight and narrow, but the Lord came to announce that we need not walk it alone. Come unto me, he pleaded, his invitation to all, excuse me, his invitation to all who feel heavy laden for any reason is to stand beside him, to bind ourselves to him, and to let him share our burdens. His promise is ye shall find rest unto your, unto your souls. Compared to the alternatives, trying to carry on alone or relying on mortal solutions, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Really liking this introduction. Uh, talking about the Pharisees, how they often over they often emphasize strict rules over eternal truths. I think in uh, in some ways that is a um what's the word I'm looking for a critique. That is a critique. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. I said to myself that is a critique that could be made um, to us sometimes. I know I've certainly been this way. Sometimes I look at commandments more of like strict rules to be followed rather than finding the eternal truth from it. And then I will place uh, an emphasis of judgment upon how well others live those eternal truths. I think that's incorrect, an incorrect way of looking at and living the commandments. And then it says, the true purpose of religion is not to create burdens, but to relieve them. I don't know if we do a great job at recognizing this eternal truth. Um, often I look at things as, you know, especially church callings, church obligations, living the commandments, often more of, of like a a burden that must be carried for my own improvement rather than uh, a means, a path in which to have my burdens relieved. And so refocusing on this truth, I think helped me this week as I pondered that. One thing that I have become converted to is that when we focus on our own burdens, often that makes me at least feel more weighed down, more stressed. And when I'm able to focus on others and look at uplifting others, uh, looking outward rather than inward, I have become converted to the, um, the strength that comes from helping those around me. I have felt the lightness when I'm not focusing on my own burdens. And what's 
often funny and ironic is typically it's through helping others that I ended up solving my own problems and challenges or at least redefining them and re- and looking at them in a way that helps me to almost be carried over it. And so this introduction is a great way for us to realign and to check in with ourselves and ask, how are we doing? Now, in section one, it says, Jesus Christ will give me rest as I rely on him. In the beginning, it says, we all carry burdens, some resulting from our own sins and mistakes, some caused by the choices of others, and some that are nobody's fault, but are simply part of life on earth. And I'm going to repeat this uh, for emphasis. We all carry burdens. Okay, I believe that's true. Some resulting, number one, some resulting from our own sins and mistakes. Okay, so we know that we can carry burdens because of our sins and mistakes. So there's a consequence for our sins and mistakes. Number two, some caused by the choices of others. We can be and will be affected by the choices of others. Uh, This will cause us hardship. This will cause us pain. Number three, and some that are nobody's fault, but are simply part of life on earth. It's number three that I think I personally struggle with the most. Sometimes there's just circumstances out of our control. It's not that someone's doing anything to us. It's not related to our own sins and mistakes. Sometimes that's just life. And I, I have seen that that often can be one of the most challenging and taxing trials to go through. Uh, my grandpa right now is looking at end of life, uh, the, the end of life phase. Uh, he's had some medical diagnoses, diagnoses, whatever, how do you ever say that word, but which are, are not good. I think that's a good summation. They're not good. And this trial that he's going through, that grandma's going through, that the family's going through is not a result of sin or mistakes. It's not caused because of the choices of others. It's simply that it's nobody's fault. That's just part of mortality. We will grow old. Our bodies will begin to fail and we will die. This is part of the plan. And uh, if you've never had to go through end of life with, with anyone, I've, it's funny for the longest time, I, I said that I had no idea what that experience was like. And then my, my grandma Anderson died uh, last year or, or I guess the year before. And that was kind of the first, the first real time that it was someone connected to me in that way. I've had uh, friends and family die. Just that was the first time that I was there and part of it. And it's both a difficult and uh, also there's joy found in, in that phase. But that, to me, is what ties most closely for that last one. There's some things in life that are just nobody's fault. It's something we go through. And that's not necessarily fair. It's not, it's not obviously enjoyable, these trials, but it is part of mortality. So those are the three things, uh, the three general things that cause us to carry burdens. It says, regardless of the reason for our struggles, Jesus pleads with us to come unto him so he can help us bear our burdens and find relief. Elder David A. Bednar taught, making and keeping sacred covenants yokes us to, to and with the Lord Jesus Christ. With this in mind, ponder questions like the following to better understand the Savior's words in these verses. How do my covenants yoke me to and with the Savior? What do I need to do to come unto Christ? In what sense is the Savior's yoke easy and his burden light? And so it's this principle of going to the Savior to be able to 
find rest that I wanted to discuss. There are two specific verses that I wanted to read first. Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. I have found, and again, I think this is a, a difficult truth that we come to learn and recognize and understand. It is when I think of the times that I have been closest to the Savior or when I have learned the most about him and who he is, his attributes, and, and what he's like. It has been through my most painful uh, trials. It's probably because it's in those times where I am the most humble. I almost have no choice. But to be humble, <clears throat> there's no one to turn to. I've had the experience of, of uh, hitting my knees hard in just, you know, begging and pleading for help, for guidance, for wisdom, uh, because I did not have those things. I did not know how to work my way out of whatever situation I was in, um, and it could be incredibly painful. And then it's, of course, in those times where I've come to, you know, find the Savior. I'm able to hear him better. I don't know if it's because I'm just tuned in more to listen, um, but I, I think that's definitely a part of it. You've probably come across this experience where you have a friend who's going through a trial or or a difficulty, and, and typically it'll be more minor difficulties, I think. And they come and they talk to you as their friend, but it's it's venting. They're not asking for advice. They're just venting, right? But you, as you're listening, feel like you have wisdom to impart or life experience to share. And you go to share it, and this friend is very closed off, doesn't want to hear it. They're like, I just want you to listen. Um, this is a very natural and, and human experience. I feel like uh, marriage in particular is a great opportunity for husbands and wives to learn this. But it's in those, you know, using that experience, typically the person, your friend in this situation, is actually closed off to gaining or receiving wisdom. They just want you to listen. I think we would gain and receive far much. We, we would gain and receive more wisdom from the Lord if we stopped going in our prayers uh, to him as a source to vent to, and rather if we went to him as a source for wisdom to listen rather than to talk. And I think that through the course of our trials, that's what ends up happening. We become humbled. We, we realize that we really don't have any wisdom to help us through what we're going to because our trials are typically tailored perfectly to us, to our weaknesses. It puts us to the edge, and that's what they're supposed to do. Now, of course, there's always the opposite effect that can happen in trials, which is that we can allow them to draw us further away from Christ, further away from the Savior. But I believe you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if that was your typical pattern. Would, that makes no sense. I had a friend recently who uh, I was talking to, was out to lunch with, and they are going through a particular trial in their life where um, they, are, they are out of work currently and they are looking for a job. As we were talking, I, I was getting the update and asking what's been going on, how's the job search going, and then... Uh, he let me know that he had just been recently called into the bishopric. And I was like, man, <laughs> you would think in that moment where 
you know, you've got the stress of having a family and you don't have, you know, income coming in currently, that it would be, you know, the least opportune moment to then be called into a bishopric. And yet, that's exactly what happened. And as I left that lunch, I I thought, I stopped and I thought, and I even brought this up during lunch, but I was like, you know, it's funny. It's in our deepest trials when we're pleading for help, we're pleading for guidance, that all of a sudden something comes to us that feels like it's just like heaping on more, more trials, more burdens. And I said it's in those moments that I have found that that's actually an opportunity that the Lord is is sending you the very help you're asking for. It just doesn't look like help. It looks like trials. So when the Lord says, take his yoke upon him, upon us, excuse me, recognize that that's probably going to look like it's coming in the form of trials. To the natural eye, his yoke is burdensome. Burdensome. It's something we don't want. It's probably going to come in the with the name of responsibility. And the blessings come when we yoke ourselves to him. Quit looking with the natural eye. Look with the spiritual eye. And I am very excited to check in with my friend in a month or two and see just how the Lord has blessed him as what, you know, from an outsider would appear like the Lord is like almost cursing him with more responsibility. I do have a testimony of this, though. And then in Matthew chapter 11, verse 30, it says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Again, it's my testimony that it does not always seem that way at the beginning. Because what is his burden? His burden is to serve others, to look outward, not inward. His burden is to mourn with those who are mourning, to lift those whose hands hang down. It's to listen, not to go impart our wisdom, but to listen, to be a friend. To go and grab someone around the shoulder and say, I'm with you. You're going through a hard time. I'm not going to pass it off and say, well, good luck. Let me know how it goes. I'm going to be there with you. Um, Lex and I are a tree. We had a tree in our front yard and it fell on our house after a big windstorm. And thankfully, there was no damage to our home. Well, no, no damage that we can't take care of. There was, there was some minor, minor things. But otherwise, all we lost was a tree in our front yard. And that morning... I got a text from my ministering brother, and I loved his approach. His text said, so what are we going to do about this tree problem? And I love that because even though it was through text, it felt like he was throwing an arm around me. He wasn't saying, hey, Brother Anderson, man, that sure looks like a problem. Anything I can do? Would love to help, right? It was grabbing me around the shoulders and saying, this is our problem. We're going to fix this. I'm here with you. We're going to go through it. I love the approach. It was a lesson for me because I don't approach my own ministering that way, and I, I want to. I want to change because I loved it. It felt it felt like, you know, how Christ does ministering. That's what it felt like. And so I share that story with you to hopefully impact the way that you minister. Don't look at it like, well, let me know if there's anything I can do to help. I'm always here, right? Take that next step. When you notice a problem, put your arm around them. Hey, how are we going to solve this? I'm here with you. Because that's what Christ does for us. He carries us through our burdens. That's my testimony. I want to leave you with one more scripture. Um, 
not necessarily related to to Christ's burden and, and being yoked. But the scripture is in Matthew 12, verses 44, 43 and 44. It says, When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Uh, then it goes on. <clears throat> uh, it goes on to talk about how then that, that spirit will actually bring back seven more spirits to be able to take the body. Now, I'm pointing this out because I want you to go back and read this yourself um, one more time. It's Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 to 44. And the, the reason this is interesting to me because I don't think we really talk about this that much. Christ is talking about what happens to those evil spirits, why they are constantly trying to find room in our physical bodies, where they're constantly pestering us and tempting us and all these things. It's that when they don't have a body to be able to go into, they are walking essentially in a desert seeking rest. It is painful for them. And I don't understand what that pain is like, uh, because, again, I have a body. My only experience that I remember is having a body. But I gather that not having a body, body is not a fun experience, and it is painful. Uh, if it's like a dry place, then I almost imagine it being like, a, again, like a desert where you're seeking water, you're seeking a place to lie down. So these evil spirits taking home and taking residence in our body gives them this rest. And so it says that they go and they find no, find none or no peace. And then it says that they'll return from whence they came. So you, you, your body, could be home to evil spirits. Not say that you know you're doing right things and uh, casting out the evil spirits from within you as you constantly pick Christ. You make it so that your physical body cannot be home to these devils. So it goes, it's cast out, has to go find another place, can't find anything, comes back, tries to find you, finds that you are, your body is in order. Um, or in these terms, it's findeth the empty, swept, and garnished, right? So then what it does is it gets rec other recruits, um, gets stronger evil spirits to come and tempt you to be able to make room and take over your body. This, if I understand this right, we can learn from this. This is part of the playbook, Satan's playbook, which is as you overcome one trial, as you overcome temptations, that is not the time to sit and relax and rest on your laurels. That is the time to double down on your faith and double down on your testimony because these evil spirits will come back with backup, stronger backup, stronger temptations, stronger uh, trials, and try to cause you to fail and to fall so that they may take residence in your home. Do not let them take residence in your home. Fill your life with Christ-like things. Make sure that the music you are listening to is holy. It doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not talking about it has to be church music, right? But make sure that the influences you're surrounding yourself with, the media that you're listening to, the friends and the company that you keep, Make sure you are always walking in holy ground. Because if you don't, you are leaving yourself wide open to these types of attacks. And it is my personal testimony because I have been left open to these type of attacks. 
that as I, as I studied this out and I pondered it, I recognized that this is indeed the journey and the process of going from faith to faith, from trial to trial, line upon line, precept upon precept. We are to get stronger, and part of the reason that we get stronger in our faith is because we have that much more adversity to conquer. So this week, I invite you to find rest in Christ by giving up your pride and relying on him. Don't be the person who's like, I don't need help. Don't be the person who says, I don't need someone to step in. Be the person this week to give up your pride, go to Christ, and yoke yourself to him. And remember, it may come in the form of responsibility. Be open to it, accept it, and I promise you, you will recognize that his yoke is indeed easy. Thank you for joining my family room discussion. Until we meet again, have a blessed week.